Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics interview. On today's show, we welcome Paul Constant, writer-creator for Ahoy Comics' upcoming title, Snelson, Comedy is Dead. Here's your host, Martin Sexton. Welcome once again to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics. I'm your host, Martin, and for today's show, we get to find out why comedy is dying. At least uh, as far as former 90s comic sensation Melville Snelson is concerned. And you may ask, so who is Melville Snelson? Well, that's what we're going to find out today from our guest, Paul Constant. Uh, Paul is the writer for Hoy Comic Book's new book entitled, appropriately enough, Snelson Comedy is Dying, which comes out on August 4th. So we're going to talk to him about the book, his beginnings, the book some more, and probably about the book too. Uh, so let's welcome Paul Constant to GBS Talking Comics. How are we doing, Paul? Oh, doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. No, oh, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, well, I got to tell you, we're starting off here. You've got probably the most diverse writing career I think I've, I've run into. <laughs> I mean, because you, you do all kinds of things. Uh, number one, you write about politics, which to me is like comedy all in itself. Uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, you do uh, walk, write about culture and you write about business and a little bit of everything. So uh, if you don't mind just starting out, can tell us a little bit about what got you into writing and uh, how did you end up getting, getting into writing for comics? Yeah, well, um, I've always loved reading. I learned how to read on uh, uh, Charlie Brown comics and uh, collections and Superman comics. And uh, you're my man. So oh, right. <laughs> it's it's just always been it's always been a part of my life. And uh, comics have. And and then I you know graduated to books, but I, I kept reading comics too. And I always knew I wanted to do something with books in my life. And uh, I became a bookseller. Um, actually, I worked at uh, Borders in Boston and. Uh, uh, for a few years, and then I moved to Seattle, and I started working at Elliott Bay Book Company, which is, uh, you know, one of the big independent bookstores here. Um, and I founded the uh, the graphic novel section there because they didn't have one. Um, and this was in the year 2000, which I don't know if you recall, but that was like Chris Ware was just coming out, and and Dan Close's collections were starting to sell. So I looked really smart because I was like right at the tip of the spear <laughs> of literary comics. And um, yeah, and I really, really enjoyed book selling, um, but then I, I've always wanted to write and, um, and an internship opened up at a local paper on the books page and uh, I got a job there and they liked my writing and, uh, and I took over as books editor, but from there you can sort of do whatever you want uh, in, in, <laughs> at, at the Alt Weekly at that time. And I wound up writing about politics. Uh, I, I covered the 2012 presidential campaign and went to the conventions and did all that stuff. And um, I was really fascinated to see all that. And I kept reviewing books and um, somewhere along the way there, um, Ahoy Comics editor-in-chief Tom Pyre, who's uh, a, a, you know, uh, an incredible writer whose work I'd been reading for years. And, and he edited Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, which was one of the you know, foundational books of my, my teen years. Um, he, he read my stuff at The Stranger, the paper I worked in, and, uh, and he reached out and we, you know, would exchange emails every now and again. And, um, and eventually I moved on from The Stranger and started writing for, uh, uh, writing uh, at a political shop here in Seattle. So I do a lot of uh, ghost writing and editorials and I do, uh, I have a, uh, an economics column in Business Insider and a bunch of other things, but, uh, uh, one day, a few years ago, uh, Tom reached out to me and he said, hey, I, I've got this new company coming out called Ahoy. And uh, do you have any ideas for a comic? And I pitched him 
uh, Planet of the Nerds, which would eventually become my first comic for Ahoy. Um, and uh, uh, I had written mini comics and stuff growing up with some friends from high school and things like that. Uh, so I wasn't completely coming into the medium new, um, but Tom is, you know, I think the best teacher you could hope for. Um, so he really sort of walked me through the process of writing a comic and it, it's it's been, um, they've, you know, they've, they, uh, they've published quite a bit of my stuff now. I'm looking at my books on the shelf over there and uh, <laughs> it's been, it's a, it's been a real thrill to work with uh, somebody who's been so influential in my life and uh, to have them publish uh, me out of, out of nowhere has been pretty, pretty remarkable. I'll say when I, actually it's funny you know because I talked to Tom uh, a couple of weeks ago of course uh, and at the end of course we went into what, what what new was coming out and he mentioned your book and he was talking about how great it was and of course God has a sense of humor so what happens right when he was talking about the book his audio cut so I lost <laughs> everything he so say uh, so uh, so because of that so I'm going to give you a chance to tell me a little bit about uh, Snelson and exactly what it was that inspired you to write uh, this particular story. Yeah, so uh, uh, Snelson comedy is dying is about a comedian named Melville Snelson who uh, almost hit it big in the '90s when stand-up comedians were getting you know TV deals and things like that. He had a pilot. Uh, it didn't go any further. Um, he uh, maybe went out on a date with Janine Garofalo, uh, depending on who you ask, and that certainly didn't go any further if it happened at all. And uh, he's just become uh, embittered over the years, and uh, and and like many of us do, uh, he decided to blame everyone else for his problems. So he's sort of an embittered uh, comedian who's you know, doing his bit in front of smaller and smaller rooms. And, uh, and so, yeah, this, 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 uh, this comic is sort of an exploration of his last ditch attempt to, to uh, regain fame and, uh, um, and to be thoroughly unlikable while he's doing it. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of funny because uh, uh, as I was, you know, because I, I read through the first the first issue. Did you like comedians? I mean, did you base him on any particular comedian? Um, no, I think I I based him on more of a '90s vibe. You know, there's a there's a. I mean, I guess like when David Cross was starting out, there's sort of a '90s like in your face, uh, a, you know, like a white guy bravado wallet chain sort of like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that used a lot of hipster racism and like casual sexism. And it's like, oh, I'm one of the good ones, sort of a, a vibe. So um, David Cross, I don't want to pick on him particularly, but he was he was one of that class. I think he moved on from then. But uh, yeah, so I certainly, uh, that was when I started paying attention to stand-up comedy. And uh, I certainly sat through enough sets by would-be um, comedians that I, uh, I, I have a feel for that that kind of a that kind of a a, a vibe, yeah. And of course, you know, and of course, part of his problem is is that the humor he's trying to do, you know, because you know we're all trying to be politically correct these days, it it's kind of hard to push that over now because again, everyone is sitting there saying, "Well, you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that." Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and apparently, uh, he doesn't care. Well, he's 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 basically uh, given up. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I also wanted to say something about like uh, uh, there's there's a tendency I think um, to 
for people my generation, like whenever I go on Facebook, which isn't that often, um, I see people my age talking about the kids these days. And, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like I, I um, you know, I never thought I would be a peer with people who were like that because I was the kids at one time, you know, and, and, and I knew there wasn't anything wrong with me. So that's why in the comic, we, we paired uh, Snelson with some younger comedians who are, you know, non-white, uh, in some cases, non-straight, uh, uh, non-men. And uh, so, because uh, I, I thought that would be an interesting, you know, uh, a friction between the two. And so that's, that was kind of what I wanted to do there was talk about the generational differences of, of becoming a middle-aged man and feeling like the world has passed you by and the different ways you can respond to that. I uh, went on your website, uh, which uh, actually I some, I found your blogs very insightful, but one thing you said on your blog, uh, one of your blogs that I thought was interesting is that you said you felt uncomfortable talking about your own writing, but you felt more comfortable talking about your comic book. Yeah, and I, th- I thought your reasoning made all the sense in the world. Uh, so could you explain to me why it is you're more comfortable talking about your comic projects than you are just you know your your uh, other writing efforts? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 a pretty shy guy, um, and I, I um, you know I write something and I instantly hate it. But that's kind of the amazing thing about about comics is that, um, and one of the things that I love about it, this is so collaborative and it's such a team effort, you know. And so, um, and you know, I. Uh, maybe I'm breaking some sort of comic writer's code, but I mean, you know, the truth is that the writer, the artist is really, is really pulling a lot of the weight here, right? Like I can sit down and write five pages in an afternoon and then uh, it'll take an artist, you know, five days, probably at a minimum to draw that. And so it's just sort of humbling, you know, that, that these people are putting all this work into this thing that I wrote and, and improving it every step of the way. So it's just such a great, um, it's such a great thing because I'm I'm proud of the work that the team did. Uh, whereas if I were here with like a prose novel that I'd written, I would want to be curling up and dying. But I'm just really excited <laughs> to <laughs> I'm really excited to share. You know this this uh, even if even if you were to hate every word that I wrote, and you know I can't say I blame you because I do too. Uh, the the art alone is worth it, and uh, you know the work that the colorist and letterer brought to the book. It's just it's just really. It's it's a really amazing thing to see. Okay, well, speaking of the artists, uh, Fred Harper's doing the art for Snowson. Now, ahead, uh, was this your first time working with Fred? Uh, we did uh, some backup stories of Snelson in the back of an Ahoy comic called Hashtag Danger. So we'd done um, five little seven-page stories um, that uh, I think that um, you'll get a chance to see before the book comes out. Uh, and uh, um, so we'd work together on on small small stories, short stories, <laughs> short stories, he called them. And uh, um, so I, I knew what he, uh, I knew what he was capable of. I hadn't worked with him before that, but it was really, um, you know, I mean, Snelson is, it's kind of a slice of life comic, right? Like it's, it's people talking, there's a little bit of violence, a little bit of sex, but uh, you know, there's no uh, superheroes, there's, there's no sci-fi or anything like that. But the, the amazing thing about Fred is I knew I could just write a scene of of comedians sitting around a table, like, you know, making fun of each other, and and uh, and Fred would draw it in this amazing, fantastical way that that 
uh, makes all of the sort of internal drama feel external, you know, like he, he, he's a gifted caricaturist and he's also really good at, at, at like his architecture is astounding. He's a great realist. Um, and then he has this expressionistic side that just like, you know, just blows you away. I, 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 I've said this before, but it was, I, I kind of feel like uh, I kind of understand what Chris Claremont knew, felt like when he was writing New Mutants and all of a sudden, you know, Bill Sienkiewicz came on and he was like, oh my God, I'm making art now. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my little X-Men spinoff book is now like this this amazing, you know, work of art. And like Fred just elevates everything to this 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 uh, sort of operatic, beautiful comics uh, uh, stage. It's just, it's, it's, it's just amazing to work with them. Originally, when you were, you know, thinking about uh, Melville, did, uh, did you have a vision of what he looked like? Because, you know, did you always envision the goat, you know, the goatee and the little tuft of white hair from the top of his head? It's, uh, no, we, I was, I gave Fred a lot of latitude with that to design. I mean, I, some jet suggestions I suggested, you know, I think I might've suggested big glasses and wallet chain and things like that. But, um, but it's, it's entirely, um, you know, it's entirely Fred's work, um, the way that, the way that it all came together. And, um, the, the great thing about this book is that it, it takes place over a little span of time. And so he goes through some physical changes too, which is really interesting to see. It feels like he, every every step of the way, it feels like um, like Fred designed him to look that way. He really understands the character like super thoroughly in a, in a, in a like a bone deep level. Okay, now speaking of art, uh, and I, I just saw this recently and I'm, I was all uh, geeked out about it. Uh, okay, so you had uh, Peter uh, Bag and Sergio Argona. Uh, Sergio Argona. I can't. I always mess up that poor man's name. We're going to do a cover for Snelson. Uh, uh, to me, that was a major coup. How how did how did you end up doing that? <laughs> well, um, uh, for Peter Bag, it was pretty easy. I, I've been in Seattle for twenty years, and so we've bumped into each other a fair amount. He, in fact, uh, when I was covering the presidential campaigns, I went to a, a Libertarian Party event uh, where Gary Johnson was speaking and Peter Bag drew me into one of his strips in, in Reason Magazine, which was pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> so I, I knew him and uh, so I, I uh, they were looking for um, for cover artists. And I thought one of the other things about Snelson is it, it's kind of a response to the sort of 90s alternative comics that I read a lot of when I was a kid, including Hate. Um, and some of the autobiographical comics like Joe Matt and, and, and those sorts of things that had sort of like, you know, boys behaving badly. Um, and so um, I thought asking uh, Peter Bagg to do a cover would sort of give the signal that that's the kind of thing that we're going for with this. And so, you know, of course, seeing, seeing it in, in his art is, it was just amazing. It felt like he it felt like it's it's his book. It was like, oh my god, I I, I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm reading a, a a Peter Bag comic. You know, it really made the influences clear. Um, and then uh, Sergio again, this is the curse of the comic book reader. You see these names all the time, you don't know how to pronounce them, right? Sergio right. Aragones. Um, uh, Tom did that through some magic. I don't know if he like saved Sergio's life in a you know or something at some point, but. Um, that just the sketch showed up in my inbox one day and you know I 
my parents wouldn't let me read Mad Magazine when I was young because that was, I don't know, a bridge too far or something. Um, it was it was too insouciant for them. So, um, but I loved Gru the Wanderer growing up. I read every issue of Gru the Wanderer and then eventually I went back and read all the, the Mad Magazine stuff. But when I saw that sketch of this character that I, you know, wrote, um, it, I actually, I actually teared up. I actually cried a little bit. It was such an amazing thing to see his, his hand drawing something that I'd had a hand in creating. And, and the, the, his cover is super funny too, because he's, it's, it's Snelson standing on stage in a comedy club and nobody is paying attention to him. The spotlight is on him, but there's like somebody fiddling with the drone. There are like so many gags on the cover. It's just such a beautiful piece of Sergio Aragonis art that I I I I feel like the luckiest uh, comics nerd alive. Yes, okay. I, 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 when I saw it, like I said, it was people building models and not doing anything, yeah. but actually paying attention to him. Uh, he really got was... the character. Yeah, that's yep. that's exactly <laughs> the thing that the the it was it was. I, I was amazed by how how easily he encapsulated the character of Snelson. Yeah, it was great. Uh, which now means I'm going to have to buy a copy of that one and then the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, a couple other just offshoot questions, just because again, because I'm was fascinated by the diverse number of things that you've done. Uh, hmm. So, and like I said, you do political commentaries, you do literary reviews, you know, you write comic stories. How? What do you feel like of the things you write? What do you think best represents Paul Constant? Which what did or is it all a combination of all of them? Kind of each is a little bit of you. Yeah, that's that's a I don't know. I've never been asked that question before. I mean, I think that the with the you know I I write about things in order to understand them myself. You know what I mean? Like, like my favorite nonfiction writing thing to do is to go on assignment somewhere and just be a brain in a jar and sort of like soak up my surroundings and then write about them and sort of, and, and at, in the writing about them, I sort of understand how things uh, work. And in the comics, I think I'm still doing that, right? Like Planet of the Nerds was me sort of trying to reconcile uh, the 1980s with the current day and, and how different it felt to be a nerd in the 1980s and to be a nerd now, right? Where, where nerds are, are commonplace. Um, and with Snelson, I'm trying to like, I think I'm, I'm looking at my generation as it's aging and, and trying to, to think about the ways that we're responding to the next generation and the ways that people are communicating and, and all that and, and in some ways failing to respond. So it's all different pieces of me, um, but I think that the, with the comics, I'm, I'm, I'm even sort of like tackling bigger questions than I am in my nonfiction. Um, so it's, it's certainly the more interesting, uh, and again, you know, having the partners on the way is, is certainly, um, uh, more fun. <laughs> so I really enjoy writing comics. It's been a, it's I, been a blast. Okay. So again, dealing with the fact that you've done such, uh, uh, diverse types of writing, uh, if you, if someone were to come to you and say, uh, okay, I'm, I'm an up and coming writer. Uh, and what advice could you give me from what from what you've learned in your career? What would you tell them? Um, I would say write anything you can. And I guess that's not surprising given my biography, mm -hmm. right? But I, I think um, any, and I, Neil Gaiman has said this too. You know, I've, I, um, 
I, I got to talk to him when he came to Seattle um, last before the pandemic. Um, and, you know, he was a journalist before he wrote comics. Mm -hmm. And you learn a lot of things that way. You learn a lot of uh, like hitting a deadline and turning in clean copy and, uh, and making an editor happy and understanding that being edited doesn't mean you're a terrible writer who, you know, who should never write again. It just means that this person is looking out for you and trying to make your writing as good as it possibly can be. So, and working for an alternative weekly back when that was still a thing um, really took some of the preciousness out of writing. And, uh, you know, like every week we had to put out a paper, right? And so, it, it wasn't always going to be your best work, but you had to make it as good as you could do before you shoved it out the door. And so um, I think, you know, any sort of writing jo job that you can get, um, do it as well as you can and learn as much as you can. And um, every piece of writing you get will bring you a little bit closer to, you know, the kind of writing that you really want to do. Uh, certainly makes and you know you, you talk about the editing thing you said that was one of the things that not so much with writing but for you know i've been drawing since i was seven years old uh mm -hmm. but i i struggled a lot especially early on i didn't take criticism well i was, I was horrible at it. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh eventually i got enough of it where i learned to take it the way it was meant to be taken and it's the same thing with editors right they're not mm -hmm. trying to tear you down they're just trying to build you up uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I hate being edited, but I love having been edited, right? Like, right. like the, the piece is almost always better. There's there, you know, there's some terrible editors out there. But, um, but for the most part, they just want you to look good. And they're trying as hard as they can. And, um, you know, and, and yeah, but it, it is challenging. It's, it's certainly like, you know, either bruises your ego or makes you feel like, you know, I'm a failure and I'm never going to do anything. But really, you know, you're, you're, you're all working towards the same goal. Um, it just takes a lot. Of, it takes a lot of effort sometimes to sort of swallow that pride and, and understand that other people have, uh, you know, things to say about your writing that you should listen to. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so if, uh, and I fully imagine that Snelson is, is going to do well, do you have, uh, do you have other stories in mind for him? Uh, for him? Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I think I have a lot that I, could and can say with this character you know I I we like I said we did this uh we did these five short stories about Snelson and then um I thought that was the end of it uh when we were done with the sh when Fred and I were done with the short stories and then uh you know Tom uh said that you know everybody at Ahoy liked the character and they wanted us to do a limited series and um I I immediately had a flood of ideas and you know even now I think oh I could I could do that or I could do that he's there's something about writing a complete and total jerk that's very freeing. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as you surround him with good people who are actually the heroes of the story, you know, just because somebody's name is on the book doesn't mean he's a hero. It just means he's the, uh, you know, the, 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 the actor in the story. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, something about writing a, a really horrible person is really, uh, freeing and and uh it gives me a lot to say so yeah i think there's always more snelson stories to tell um <laughs> all right so we got more to look forward to there okay well that's pretty much all i got for you paul but uh before i let you go said uh, you know other than snelson you got anything else that you uh you're working on that you want us maybe our followers to know about or to follow 
Yeah, um, well, I am working on another comic uh, that I can't talk about just yet, except to say that it's uh, it's kind of the opposite of Snelson. And that's exciting, too, you know, <laughs> to, to take a break and write about a book that's, you know, fun. And and uh, and I mean, uh, that's that's a little more innocent. Um, this is a dark comedy and it's uh, and and I had a lot of fun writing it, but it's fun to write something a little more innocent and adventurous. Uh, and then I guess otherwise, um, I just would say, you know, um, my website is paulconstant.com and uh, my Twitter handle is at paulconstant and I have a monthly newsletter where I collect all of my writing into one uh, one place. Uh, so if you're interested, that's, uh, that's where you can find more of my writing. All right. Well, very good. Well, is it, now, Snelson comes out uh, August 4th, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I follow Ahoy uh, religiously, mainly because uh, one thing that Tom always makes sure is that most, almost all of his books have some form of sense of humor in them. Uh, so mm -hmm. that, that alone uh, will uh, make me read them. And I, and I, I love his stuff. Uh, so uh, we will be following the book uh, quite closely and hopefully get to talk to you again real soon. All right, thank you. It was great, great, great to be here. And, uh, and yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation.